Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. We've changed our name uh, to Biblical News Report Talk Radio, which uh, we have a uh, a website that you can go on, uh, Biblical News Report, which is uh, headed up by my son. So um, you can also catch these episodes on that on that particular website, also an app that you can download uh, in iTunes or Google Play, I think. So uh, so we're going to get into the Word of God today. We're going to chapter 2, chapter 2 of Colossians, talking, Paul addressing the church. Uh, Colossians seemed to be consumed with, with a lot of, had a lot of problems with heresy, a departure from the preaching and teaching of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whenever uh, the enemy can infiltrate a church with false doctrine, then he can get a foothold. And the false doctrine always, always, always pulls away and takes away from the deity of Christ, the uh, crucifixion of Christ, the life of Christ, the resurrection and the ascension, certainly the second coming. So, in other words, to take the focus off of Jesus Christ and put it on something else. But before we get into that, let's bless God's Word. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity today to expound your Word. And we ask you today in Jesus' name that you bless it, because it's your Word. And you said it won't come back void, but do that what you sent it to do. Let your Spirit today teach and lead in God. And we thank you in Jesus' holy, righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Colossians chapter 2, Paul speaking to the church. Uh, let's remember this is one of the one of the letters that Paul wrote from prison. Paul had never been to this particular church. We, uh, a man, Euphrates, I believe it was, I pronounced that wrong, but he's one of the founder of the church. He was a disciple of Paul. So he's going to talk. He was burdened for him. He was uh, uh, in great conflict, we're going to find out, because of things that were sneaking into this particular body. It was pulling them away uh, from sound doctrine based on Jesus Christ. If, if, if Jesus is not the center, if he's not the focal point, if he's not preached and taught and lifted up, then you know we, we're, we're not the church. He said, if you preach any other gospel or any other Jesus, that depart from those things. I believe he says, let him be accursed, because Jesus Christ is the gospel. You probably get tired of hearing that, but it's so important today that we realize that. We just can't drag everything in with him. You know, We can't uh, uh, come alongside inclusion. It's all about him. And a lot of people say, well, you're, you're not open-minded, you know, you're this or that. Well, it's, it's the Bible. Yeah, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, Stand Upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. It's the Bible. It's the inspired, uh, it's the infallible inspiration 
of Almighty God, written by the Holy Spirit. So he begins and he said in chapter 2, Colossians, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. Now, of course, Laodicea is the last church that Jesus Christ addresses in the book of Revelation. For as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. So there again, that points out that he's never been to that church, but yet he had great conflict for them. Conflict means um, a, con- a contest. Uh, he said, great anxiety for you. He said, he said great contention. Uh, in other words, he said, I'm interceding for you. I'm fighting for you in the spirit. And he said, for them at Laodicea, uh, so he had deep concern as it regards false doctrine. Now, we know the Laodicean church that Jesus addressed was what? The lukewarm church. Their stance was, we have need of nothing. But then Jesus said, you're blind and you're poor and you're naked. Buy of me oil or the anointing that the scales might be ripped from your eyes, so to speak, that you might see. Repent, do your first works over. If you be lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be hot or cold, but if you be lukewarm, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So those of Colossae and Laodicea were not personally acquainted with Paul, as many of the other churches were. But yet he had a burden for these particular people. Verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of the understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. He mentions the Godhead, the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He said, he used the term full assurance, of understanding that they might grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. For my people perish, he says, for the lack of knowledge. What knowledge do we lack? The knowledge of grace, the, the knowledge of mercy, the knowledge that the law has been fulfilled, the knowledge that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except it be through me. So that the idea that we know the truth about all things concerning the gospel, concerning the word of God, because the Bible says knowledge of that truth will set us free. And, of course, he he talks about the acknowledgement of the mystery. He presents Christ as a mystery. In the Old Testament concealed, in the New Testament revealed. Paul uses that term many times in his letters, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Christ. In other words, that which was revealed unto him in Arabia. The message of grace, the message of the law being fulfilled, the message that religion just won't get it done. He preached Jesus and he preached him crucified. He said, I preach this unless the cross of Christ become of no effect. Okay, verse 3. In whom are hid, the word hid, mystery, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now remember, the problem was Gnostics, Gnosis, those that set knowledge outside the realm of God, those that denied the deity of Christ. We went over all that 
I believe the first chapter, we spoke of the Gnostic doctrine. And this is a, a direct rebuttal. In other words, he's coming against the Gnostics who claimed otherwise. In other words, uh, they overhumanized Christ and deified themselves. In other words, yes, he was a man. He certainly was. For God so loved the world, saying he's only begotten son. One mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. But they did not accept his deity, that he was God in the flesh. And then they deified themselves, made themselves, quote-unquote, little gods. Men, men's attempt, futile, by the way, to make themselves equal with God. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Now, many have, have uh, claimed they were this and they were that. They were the Messiah, that Jesus Christ didn't accomplish what he was sent to do, and they're sent to do it. Hogwash. Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the only one that died on the cross. He's the only one that became your substitute and my substitute. He is the one that we lift up and none other. Proverbs 3 9 says, The Lord by wisdom hath found the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. First Corinthians 1 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. The world by wisdom or their knowledge. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. How will they believe unless God sends a preacher? Remember the Bible, the Word of God says, Paul wrote that the cross unto the Jews is a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks it is foolishness. You know, their intellect, what they say is far above anybody else's intellect and knowledge of God didn't fit into their way of life. See? The Greeks were philosophers. They said a lot of wise things, but when you deny Christ, your wisdom your wisdom just falls through the cracks, so to speak. It's the wisdom and the knowledge of Christ that we must know, that we might grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, he's giving them a warning here. He says in verse 4, Colossians chapter 2, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Hmm. What kind of a spirit beguile? <clears throat> be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he can destroy and seeking whom he can devour. Beware of the wiles, W-I-L-E-S, or the implements or the plans or the weapons of the enemy. Beware of them. And he pushes <clears throat> false doctrine. And he does it with half-truths. And he does it in the name of religion. He'll even do it in the name of a church. <clears throat> so this points directly. And this, I say, points directly to <clears throat> the, excuse me, the false teachers that was active in this particular church. Trying to divide the church. A house divided won't stand. Trying to draw people to another Jesus, another gospel. Lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, refers to being deceived by uh, subtle, you know, little little uh, 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 little darts, so to speak. The Bible calls uh, fiery darts. 
to separate us from the love of God. Paul said, I'm persuaded that I shall not be separated from the love of God. Now, this same spirit operates in the church world today, trying to take away from the deity of Christ, trying to preach another Jesus, taking away the basics of the gospel, the blood, the cross, heaven, hell, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Attack on the altar. Attack on the blood. Do we need to plead the blood? Certainly we do. It's the blood that takes away sin. Not us. The blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He shed his blood on a cross to eradicate our sins. I've said many times on this broadcast, sin is our problem. It's my problem. It's your problem. You think you're above it? You might be walking in pride. And the Bible says, if a man's prideful, that path will lead him to destruction. We have the capacity. We talk, we've, we've talked about, I think, for in, in, I think, Romans chapter 7, the sin nature doesn't go away. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says we can have dominion over sin, but we certainly have the capacity to sin. And it's what we fight. The nature of men. Well, I'll follow my heart. Well, the Bible says the heart above all things is wicked. There's none good. Even the greatest moral man that ever walked still needs Jesus Christ. We're saved through him because he's the only one that can reconcile us to God Colossians 2 5 for though I be absent in the flesh yet I am with you in the spirit joying and beholding your order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ he said I'm with you in spirit beholding your order your your stand which some took on sound Doctrine, never leaving the uh, foundation of our faith, which is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the steadfastness, the endurance of your faith in Christ. So, a group of people who calls themselves a church and do not preach Christ and Him crucified. And recognize his deity, recognize his humanity, putting him in his proper perspective, finding out who he is and all power and dominion has been given unto him. We just talked last week or last time we was on the air about his preeminence for by him are all things created and are in heaven and in earth and visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things are created by him and for him. That he's God in the flesh. We can't leave that. We can't leave that. That's that's what we're steadfast in. We can't leave that. We can't preach another Jesus. We can't change our orders and middle stream, so to speak. Uh, we've got to keep preaching the gospel, regardless of who likes it or who doesn't. The Bible says in the last days which we're living, 
that there would be a great falling away. There would be a famine in the land. Not of bread, not of meat, but of the word, of the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. So, so Satan and his minions are, are poised against those who preach the truth. Because he knows the word of God better than me and you know, and he knows that the truth of God will set men free, and the truth is Jesus Christ. Pilate said, what is truth standing five feet or a few feet away from the Savior, looking truth in the eyes? Because he is truth. Colossians 2, 6. As ye have therefore received Christ. In other words, he's going back. What's your foundation? Receive Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk you in him. Don't, don't leave the basics. In the book of Jude, verse 3, which chapter 121, chapter Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Ephesians 3.11, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you've received Christ, now walk in him. You can't start off and then leave the foundation. He told, he told the church at the... The church at Galatia, he said, he said, why, why have you left the truth? Who hath bewitched you, he says, that you would leave sound doctrine and walk over here in unsound doctrine, that you'd think there'd be some other way than the way that you got saved, the way that God changed your life. We can't leave that foundation. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. We're not in a sprint, we're in a marathon. Paul said, I have kept the faith. I've finished my race. He said, I'm about to be offered. And he said, I've kept the faith, the faith in Jesus Christ. Preach him. Preach him. Take all other instances and wad them up and throw them in the garbage can because they're not doing people any good. They might make them feel good. They might elevate themselves, so to speak, and um, feel good about themselves. But, you know, it's okay to have joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. But sometimes we've got to realize who we are and what we are. The light has to come on, and the light comes through the Word of God, the book that we read that reads us. The law, the Bible declares, is a mirror. Shows us our transgressions, but by no means can ever save us. The law cannot and will not save you. The old preacher said the law is our schoolmaster. Showing us our transgressions. Showing us how much we need a Savior. And we all do. All of us need him every day of our lives. And we become puffed up and think we can get, you know, that we've got this thing by ourselves. We're walking in pride. And pride will always, always come before a fall. Haughty spirit before destruction. Colossians 2, 7. Rooted and built up in him. Rooted and built up in him. And established or established in the faith. As ye have been taught, abounding Therein with thanksgiving. So they were confronted with the false message of the Gnostics. So he's telling them, get back to basics. You know, separate yourself from this, from these um, um, isms and these schisms. Is trying uh, to infiltrate the body of Christ at that church. 
reminding them of their foundation. We need to be reminded that we're Christians, Christ-like. We preach Christ, the soon-coming king. Yes, the son of the living God, our Savior, our Messiah, the one that took our pain, the one that took away our sin, the one who chastised for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes, you're healed. He loves. We need to show love. Paul said, if I speak in tongues more than you all, if I work in spiritual gifts more than you all, he said, if I don't have love or charity, he said, all these things but a tinkling symbol. Paul done all things in love. That's why he said, for I have a great conflict for you. Because some of you are halted between two opinions. Some of you are double-minded. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of these ways. So he's teaching us today, even us today, that we cannot depart from the faith. That we must contend for the faith that was once given unto the saints. And the gospel that was preached at the beginning and needs to be preached now. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. As ye have been taught People perish for what? Lack of teaching, lack of knowledge. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. I think it's one of the downfalls of the modern day church. It's my opinion. Not enough teaching. Not enough teaching. Where we get off the milk, as Paul, Paul said this, and we get on the meat. A baby can't stay on milk forever. He's got to get on meat. He grows up and gets on meat. The meat of the word. In other words, that which would change our lives, that which would fortify us. And build us up in the faith of God. He said, I would, the none would perish. He, he doesn't want us tossed to and fro. He doesn't want us on a up one day and down the next, on a roller coaster religion, so to speak, or roller coaster ride. He wants us to be rooted and grounded. So when the, when the storms of life come, and they're coming, it's not if, it's when. When they come. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, that we, we can raise up that standard, that standard is Jesus Christ today. He loves you, man. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He said, I would that none would perish. This is not a hate gospel. This is a love gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you don't know him today, if you're backslid, it's possible. Come back to the Lord today. We know he takes the prodigal. The Bible says he's married to a backslider. He's waiting. But you got to come back in his truth. It's got to be his way, because he is the way. If you don't know him today, call on his name. Confess him with with your mouth. Believe in your heart that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead with the quickening spirit to life. By his stripes you're healed. As I said before, chastised for your peace of mind, bruised for your iniquities. He did it all on the cross for you. The price has been paid. The redemption price has already been paid. And we're sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Call on his name. You've got to let the Holy Spirit change you 
be broken, be contrite before him today. Call on him with a with a with a heart. Repent. With the repentance in your heart, repent. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in another direction. Then you're justified. And then he'll progressively sanctify you. It's a work every day, progressive sanctification. It's not a one-time zap and you got it. It's a work that keeps on going until until we're out of here, into our future glorification according to what the Word of God says. Call on the name of Jesus. Try him today. He said, taste of me and see if I'm not good. Just ask him. Just speak to him. As you're talking to another human being, say, Lord, come to my life. I need you so much. I want you to be Lord of my life. Lord, search me. Break me. Humble me. Lord, let me be born again. Let me have that knowledge of being born again. Let me have that blessed assurance, the song says, that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Do you know him today? The song says, please don't turn him away. I know the thoughts I have towards you, he says. Thoughts of good. Thoughts to bring you to expected end. He says, when you seek me and search me with all of your heart, do you know him today? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you. And Lord, only you can work work out salvation. Only you can save today. And Lord, it's so personal. Lord, you said to search it out. Trembling with fear. It's personal, Lord. Our relationship with you is so personal. And Lord, we need to know you, as Paul said, in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Let whoever listened to this, to whoever's calling on, you, on your name today, Lord, save them, deliver them, and set them free and do a work in their life. Let them know today that they are right with God, that they are born again. And we ask these things in Jesus' holy In righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon.